Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest Tina Constance is here. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me, Kate. You're welcome. Thanks for coming over. Okay. Tina hit a couple bumps of traffic and stuff on her way. Yeah, cut my finger on the way up. It's <laughs> been a little adventure. Um, so Tina just got a new job, everybody. So big congrats to Tina. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how much info we want to get. You do you want to give the oh, info? Oh yeah, I don't mind. Okay, I don't mind. Yeah. Please give us more work. Um, <laughs> I am an interior designer, and I just started working for an architect. Um, the architecture firm is Plan Architecture. So if you want to follow them on Instagram, it's at Plan Architecture. They're awesome. High end residential, but it is a whole new world for me. They are very lucky to have you. I'm Aww, sure they know thank that. Thank you. Thank you. So once I move into my mansion, Tina is obviously going to be the one helping me to design that once I've got money to pay you to do that. Um, But no, you were telling me we were talking on your way here and you were telling me because you're new. This is like a new office space. And it's always an interesting thing when you enter a new environment. And I I don't want to say it for you, but you told me some funny stuff. So I started a new job and I was not sure what to expect. And the weirdest thing that came of it is that I could not stop peeing (laughs) because I, so I think there's about 12 people total who work there and I just forgot what it was like to be around so many people. I didn't know. I just had like endless stranger danger for like lack of a better (laughs) word. And I felt like I was on high alert, but not in a conscious way. Yeah. Like in a subconscious, couldn't understand my feelings. Like, why do you have to pee every 15 minutes? And it was because I was just like defensive, I think. I was just nervous. I get it because I was telling you before certain shows, if it's like a bigger one and I'm nervous, I have to suddenly pee every five to 10 minutes. It's just something in my body is going on. I wonder what that's about, like scientifically, because I don't know. Like, I wonder what the, I guess it's just a release. Adrenaline probably pumping. Yeah, yeah. like like a catharsis (laughs) of some some type. I don't know. But I loved it because you, I was like, do you think they noticed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did (laughs) notice. So uh, one of my bosses, I said to him, I, I mean, we're all around the same age. So it's not like a weird thing to say. And he's like a really silly dude. I said to him, I said, I feel like I'm peeing so much. And he was like, you feel like that because we're all watching you. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're the new girl. Like, whether or not we can help it. Like, and you work. I work in the center and they all work around the office. So every time I have to get up and pee, it like disrupts 
everyone's like peripheral vision because I have to get up. They all see me get up and walk through the center of the office and pee. I love that so <laughs> yeah. much. It's like it's like the bride walking down the aisle every time you just want to pee. Yeah, and we're on the they top floor. They have to play the music. Dun, 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 and dun. we're on the top floor and it's like a residential building that was con- converted into commercial spaces. And so like you can hear the squeak of, ev- it's like being in here, like a squeak of every single one of my footsteps all the way to the bathroom. <laughs> My other, of course, it's more heightened because you're like new. Trying, yeah, you're trying not to be noticeable oh because I'm at work. <laughs> um, and he ended up saying, which was much better. He was like, oh, at our old office. He goes at our old office. I had the office directly next to the bathroom he's like so I, I was like oh so you could hear everything he's like i could hear everything i could hear everyone's oh. ass cheeks slapping onto the onto the toilet and i was like oof, oof. yeah i'm i would not want because you have to get whiffs of people's no poop yeah too. Oh, t- today we did somebody blew up the bathroom and it was like the whole i just ran around opening windows <laughs> whoever so blew funny. it up was probably so embarrassed because i just like went into panic mode started opening windows i love the story i don't know if i've told you but my ex-husband jason he used to work at Merck and there was a lady, they never figured out who, <laughs> every day she would go into the bathroom and smear her own shit. No. Yes. I know. Shit is not even funny anymore. It just gets like, what the hell's going on? She <laughs> would smear her shit every day and no one knew. She was a woman who worked amongst people. There must have been enough people there that they couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Isn't that, but like, it's just so funny to think. Here's this woman walking around. Knowing she smears shit all over the bathroom every day. Like what? It, yeah. it To me, that's just, to me, it's, that's like human nature of we could put on these yeah. faces, yeah, but like yeah, who yeah. the fuck knows yeah. what's going on at home? Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, speaking of which, like, I feel like we're both really, really sensitive. So energetically, I had a lot of adjusting to do. Like, yeah, because when I meet people, I sort of like absorb all of their energy and so there I was in this office of all of these new people and just being like overcome by the massive amounts of energies because I've worked alone for what six years now yeah that's crazy I had a small stint in the middle where I was working for another designer but all that other time I spent I mean you know what it's like to be mostly alone all day yeah imagine showing up starting tomorrow 8.30 8.30 to 5 with perfect strangers. It's giving me a stomach ache yeah, to think yeah, about yeah, it. Because yeah, obviously I'm with Shane, but that family members are a whole other so, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to go suddenly into a work environment again, because even as a teacher, you're with the kids, but that's different than co-workers being so close to you all the time. And to like have to perform. Basically, yeah. like I'm I, I'm a designer. I, I've been given a role and I have to perform it. And I'm super confident in my ability to perform it. But you're still having to show other people what you can do. Eyes are on you. Yeah. Eyes are on you to make sure that you know what you're doing. Yeah. No. It's I mean, lot. I know it's going to happen because here I'm working on a pilot thing. And if that ever happens, I'd be working with a know, lot of people. But you have for me, I'm doing a lot of healing work, obviously. So I can be. Because I think when you're not healed in certain places, you can misinterpret yes. things. People, yes. You know what I mean? And to be thrust into an environment with a lot of people, I think it's best after you have met yourself yeah. to know what's you, what's them. And I don't know that yet. So some things feel threatening even when they're not. And I hope I'm a little further along when that. Well, I will be because it's not today. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, do I care if they like me? Do I not care if they like me? Am I just there to do a job? Do I want to become friends with them? Do I not want to become friends with them? They like they do lunch together every day. Do I want to do the lunch together or do I need the half an hour alone? 
Like, it's a whole shit show. Well, that brings me back to us. Me and you, we would always be together and alone. And we'd get in trouble. Because when Tina and I were both art teachers at in Westfield, in a Westfield middle school, for lunch, we would always, I'd go into your room, I'd get pizza and ketchup, and you'd always be annoyed if I put the, if I threw the ketchup away, because, oh my God, <laughs> shouts to that, my old roommates know about that, no ketchup in the garbage. Tina's very sensitive to smells and everything, and she does not like the smell of ketchup, and I'd be dipping my pizza into ketchup, which is already weird, I get it. But then, like, if I, at, for, at first, until I really got it nailed into my head, I'd put the, my trash into her, <laughs> my trash in her trash can and she'd be like yo you cannot do that she'd be smelling it the whole, the day. whole rest of the day <laughs> all my classes all and it's funny because it's not just kate it's anyone that's ever known me closely and personally you cannot throw ketchup in my garbage can because so i wake up the next morning and i'm like making ketchup and i smell co- i mean making ketchup making coffee and i smell ketchup i freak so what would your roommates do how would they get rid of ketchup stuff uh it was Megan was my ketchup eater. Love her to death. My Meg Yef. Uh, we were in college. So we lived in a dorm <laughs> building. So if she had something with ketchup on it, she would actually go and throw it in the hallway in the communal All thing. The, she's great. Yeah, she's great. It's funny. We brought it up to her husband recently and he was like, no, you know what? Ketchup in the garbage. I respect that. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I'm I'm. I throw everything into the garbage, but then I'll like leave, come back after an hour and I'll walk in. I'll be like, whoa. Right outside. I yeah. didn't even realize because you're like, you get used to it. But yeah, there are some smells that come out of my garbage, so I should take out my garbage. That's another thing more I've often. been doing, like a psycho at my new job, <laughs> taking out. The I just garbage. keep taking out the garbage, <laughs> and one of them was like, "Oh, awesome! She takes out garbage." And in my head, I was like, uh, "How often? Off every day, probably. I'll take That's, out the garbage." They're like, "This is amazing." They're like, "She's great. She takes out garbage." And I'm like, "No, you guys are fucking." Your OCD is working for them. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, not it like is. annoying. It, it is. It is. It like, is. get to watch you pee, which makes them happy because it's such a they human thing. You don't get thing. to watch me. No, not watch. <laughs> They have well, I can't. That's yeah. happened to me before. Yeah, I was like, I don't even. Know. <laughs> I well, now I feel like, yeah, yeah, can yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, should we? Can, we? Yeah, yeah, oh we my god! Oh my god! We can't say who it is. Uh, of course, <laughs> I can't believe. So, okay, yeah. go ahead, Kate. You want to give him the intro? I'll start, and then you take take over. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, but we will not say the name. We're not trying to hurt this person. Yes, no. So. Tina was very close friends with a guy who I would say was very much in love with you. And you did not return. You loved him as a person, but you did not return the passionate feelings of in love to him. But you guys were very, very close, very close where you'd have like sleepovers and just did everything together. So he started getting, I think, a little bit resentful and obsessive and aggressive. A lot of different things, both with love and with hate. Right. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I was staying with him. Uh, I had the opportunity to stay at his place instead of stay with my family. And the first day, I took a very hot shower <laughs> and I heard something fall. And I got out of the shower, and there was a separate tub. The tub was next to the shower. And I looked at the tub, and there was something inside of it. And so I picked it up and what looked like a plastic, like 3M sticky hook had a USB on the back of it, like a port. And then I saw that it had a battery cartridge type thing. And then I looked at the front and it had a dot and I 
you know, took it apart and it was a camera. Fuck. Yeah. And then I took it to Best Buy and I showed it to the dude who worked there. And I was like, what is this? How do I read this? And the look on his face was just like, wow, this is happening in this girl's life. And he gave me a USB that you could, you could, there was a uh, SD card in it. Yeah. So I could took the SD card out of it, put it in this reader thing, stuck it in my computer and found footage of me in that bathroom for months and months and months. Months and months. So for months and months, this guy who was her good friend. My best friend. Was watching you. Just me. Just you. Pee. Poop, I guess. Shower. Shower. Any, you name it. And the weird thing is it had audio too. So like I remember I was on, I was just sitting on the toilet not doing anything just sitting there like having a moment's peace and I was watching a video and I forgot that even happened you don't remember what you do on the toilet and I heard my goddaughter's voice and I was that like made me so furious like it was just such a weird moment of like man this is so invasive yeah yeah I mean it was so shocking because those are the kind of things you see in movies and you don't think about yourself you've never you've never seen you've never watched yourself wipe your own butt in a way where you're Unaware. Going through the motion. Yeah. Unaware. Just totally unaware. You're washing your hands and like checking to make sure you don't have boogers in the mirror. Like just something you don't. They would have caught a lot weirder shit with me. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's so fair. Can I you imagine me, like me just like making faces humping in the my, mirror? Yeah, making different faces, trying to scare myself, maybe masturbating in the mirror. Like not that I do that a lot, but like. I'm probably going through yes. fucking monologues. Yes. Like, I I would have been just like... Kate would have been a better person to film in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just doing the regular stuff in there. Talking with my butt cheeks. <laughs> just... Amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see it because I'd be like, oh my God, I do do that. Like, things that, yeah, you're not... That you just do. Yeah, you just do. You just do it. I think I watched myself wipe my own butt like 15 times. Like, that's what it looks like. I just kept rewinding it. Did you look at it to see if you needed to wipe more? Oh, I'm sure I did. See, those are the things. I'd be like, he just saw me looking at the toilet paper to see if I needed to wipe more. All right. But then the next thing happens and you think, I don't give a fuck because all people do that in the bathroom. And then you think, why does this person want to see me do that? I think he felt so blocked out that he wanted to somehow feel like he was in. And once again, <laughs> uh, this isn't to embarrass him. You know, first of all, we're not saying his name, but I, I and I know you only want the best for this person. Um, yeah. I, hopefully therapy and stuff is involved there because if I hit a wall like that in my own life where I got caught doing something that extreme, I would hope that yeah. I would use it as like a wake up call. Like, okay. I can't just bury this and date someone that doesn't elicit that. <laughs> right. And is that always I need to address somewhere? This. And like, is that always somewhere deep down and that person is there? That was the only guilt I felt about not reporting it. The only guilt I ever felt about walking away from that situation because I didn't want to hurt that person. I didn't want to hurt their family. I didn't want to give them a record. I just didn't. I was horribly upset. And a lot of people were really urging me to press charges and, and, and to take it to another level but I just didn't want to but the guilt I walked away with is what if he does this to somebody what if this is in him as a person yeah and I'll never know well if somehow he is listening to this which maybe he will and I'm sure if he was he would have already turned it off by now who knows right if you are listening 
and this is the most loving way ever talk about this with someone because I could see him bearing it because of the shame and the judgment. But like therapists, look, I have clients. I'm not a therapist, but I hear some some stuff and we're all human. Right. And if you want, you can go into a dark place and still heal. So if by any chance you're listening without judgment, I would talk to someone about that and not yeah. just hold on to it and pretend it never happened or something. Because that kind of whatever that was can burst out. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess it was like anger mixed with love and obsession. And I went through so many feelings for for a while after that. I was afraid he was going to like passion murder me. You know what I mean? Like after he knew because because the, the, the reaction he had was so curious to me. Like he when I confronted him about it, he almost acted like I deserved it. Yeah. Like you're a fucking bitch. Like you made me do this type of thing. And I was like, wow, I and can't. And why? Why did he say, like, what was his reasoning for him, you making him? Driving him uh, crazy with I, uh, lust or something? I approached it very carefully because I was very afraid, legitimately afraid. I was like, listen, I'm very sorry if I ever made you, even though I didn't believe what I was saying, I just wanted to be very careful and I didn't want to trigger him. I said, I'm very sorry if I made you, if I ever made you feel like this is something you needed to do. And he was like, and he just all of a sudden blew up like, yeah, you know what? Like, and you, and you, and you. And I was like, well, just kidding. Gotta go. Bye. I think he wanted out of that situation so desperately and couldn't find his way out. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the anger, because it's not really about you. He could have walked away from that at any time. And yet I think he was so drawn to you and genuinely also loved you as a friend for real and couldn't get out yeah. and then that's where he ended up going um and in a way of course thank god that happened because oh it, I, I i say that all the time thank god that happened thank god that all came to a head thank god that's over both of our energies were bad for one another in each other's life it, it was suffocating for him it was suffocating for me i didn't have any room to grow or heal or anything because i had him as a crutch for everything yeah. so it's been good yeah for both so once again yeah the story it's a crazy story it's, crazy it's just story. it's not to shame him or be like no. at all because i get i i there's a story i can't share that i told uh tina on the way here but i i heard right. very sad information about one of my closest friends from middle school who i hadn't talked to in years and years and years but i heard a story where he kind of snapped and did something and it breaks my heart um and even that i don't judge i wish i could share the details but it's something pretty shocking once again and yet i don't go oh wow what a loser or something like that i just go oh my gosh how much pain this person was in and unable to express it to to snap like that so for me and i know you feel the same way it's like humans do shit yeah we're weird yeah. we're super weird <laughs> so yeah so no one's doing that to me at the architecture office is, is the, how we're, <laughs> that's how we got. Yeah. yeah, that's how we got yeah. here. No one's so, watching. UP. No one's actually watching. I Tina mean, I Pink. never know now, but and I just cross my mind at almost all times. I'm always, I'm, I'm always like, I wonder if there's a camera in here. Right. When I go into like a public bathroom mm -hmm. and looking in the mirror, I'm because like, my there friend could be that uh, at his job, he used to work at A&P back in the day. Uh, the dude and his girlfriend got in a fight and the dude planted a, a camera in the women's bathroom and he found out they found out and he got fired. And I was like, shit, you know how many other people are on that camera? In that A&P bathroom? Yeah. I had, I knew a dude in college who used to work at Subway and he peed in the pickles. Oh. I know. It's such an upsetting thing to say. Let's hope that that 
kind of behavior has stopped because it's it literally the most disgusting yeah. thing I ever heard. Yeah, it was high school shit. But yeah. like once I heard that, I was like, yo, you have no idea what the fuck's going on. And this is why I keep saying to people the importance of expressing emotions no matter how raw or uncomfortable they are. Because when you don't, you've got a woman at Merck smearing her shit in the bathroom. You got people monitoring. It's always this bathroom stuff. You got people. Yeah. What is the bathroom? Because it's so private. It's so private. It's so private. People yeah. monitoring bathrooms. People snapping. Um, well, I'll talk. Okay. So I'll bring up the whack ass pussy, which I'm kind of scared to bring up with you because we don't have fully agreeing. It's not a disagreement, but it's not. It's just a difference of views, I think. Yes. Like, it's just a difference in personalities almost. So, but but it it to me it correlates to this issue of whatever your feelings are are your feelings, and I used to try to not want them to be my feelings right. forever. You remember when I dated? I don't even I shouldn't and I, don't, and I didn't even no date names. this person, but um, I dated a person. Look at me. And, I know okay, who you're, talking about. <laughs> you're like bitch. I know <laughs> who you're talking about, and like. Yeah. And and I love this person, but I, I, and this was years and years ago. Let, let me say this, ago. this was like six or seven years ago before I met Tim. Like, I just want to, I'm not talking about Tim right now, by yeah. the way, because my listeners know all that shit. Yeah. Um, but I dated this person and I, I just never, like, I never understood the insane pull at the time. And I get it. The person's an amazing artist. He's funny. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I always tried to deny that thing and yet there it is and I think I'm finally this past year I've been like yo my feelings are my feelings I can't change my feelings and thank god my feelings aren't that extreme because some people's feelings lead them to like fucking animals and shit do you know and, what I mean planning cameras in bathrooms yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so my feelings of jealousy or whatever anger you know they're they're crazy but they're not crazy no they're not I think they're actually very relatable Right. Yeah. And that's why I love Cardi B's new album because it's extreme. And yet we've all thought those things, no matter how ridiculous they are. Like, I wish I could come up with some quotes. Maybe you can for her songs, but even like drip drip, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We've all at time. It's, it's like um a peacock fluffing its feathers. Yeah. I, I do feel like uh, I don't like I just I feel like I remember when I hear that album, I feel nostalgic for a time where I felt like that. Really? Yeah, because I don't feel like I don't have that fire anymore. I feel like I've I've like leveled out. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel nostalgic of this picture of you that you posted maybe a year ago. You're like seven or eight and you're posing in front of every. You you look like such a gangster. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got those thick bangs, long hair, roughly outfit. And and it's real. I'm like throwing up gang signs, basically, but I don't even know what gangs were. You're just like I not think smiling in the f- with a group of people in the dead center. Just yes. Like, yeah. You're just like, bitch, yeah. I'm here. Yes. You know what I mean? And like yeah. it, it just but it's so adorable because it's like a seven year old and it's just real as shit. It's like, oh, oh God, yo. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to reshare that picture. Actually, that's a great picture. It's so good. Maybe I'll share it yeah, with, when I post it, it yeah, too. Yeah. We have to take more. But anyway, so. The, the thing I want to talk about for me, the song that the most recent one, whack ass pussy, I have so many mixed feelings about it and and I haven't said it on the podcast or anything. No, one's heard it yet. no, no, no. I, I did it this past weekend and I wasn't going to, my mom literally shouted out rap, whack ass 
ass pussy. Yes. Because, yeah. Love her. Yeah. Respect. Jane. And your mom is like, tell him about whack ass pussy. I literally was like, mom, I don't feel like rapping. She's like, do it. Whack ass pussy. It's her favorite. I mean, talk about historical wounds. and like, You know what I mean? She passed that shit that right along. That is amazing. <laughs> your mom was like, yo, whack ass pussy from the crowd. She was like dead center and everyone was like, yeah, do whack. Like they didn't know what it was, but they were like, if your mom is saying do whack ass pussy, we need to hear what this woman wants from you. Oh my God, that's amazing. So, so, but, but I have my own mixed feelings because I really believe when you're hurt, not only, okay, first of all, it's not the other girl's fault but it's not even the dude's fault either we're all just fucking doing our shit we're just following our path and doing what we're supposed to be doing that's the very impersonal way of looking at it because i believe even in like a divine plan and blah 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 which i don't know if you necessarily right right so i even believe in that but with that belief i still feel these very primal ape-like jealousy yeah you're an animal and for me whack-ass pussy i i literally wrote that the day I got instantly, so almost, instantly. Right? Yeah. I was so triggered. I was spinning. I was like going to vomit up anger. And I just picked up my phone and wrote that in like five to 10 minutes. It just awesome. came. I didn't even think about it. It just tumbled out of me because it was so raw. I was so hurt. And um, and it's funny. And, and the truth is, it's really not personal. Like I don't have anything for real against right. really anyone. Um, but at the same time, those are or were my feelings at the time. And I had to get them out because they were fat. Like it, I was in so much pain. Yeah, no, there was, it was a good release. But but that to me kind of relates to, <laughs> I can't say his name again, but with the video monitoring, he was holding in so much. And I remember I would be in the backseat. There were a couple times where we'd all go out together and I'd be in the backseat kind of falling asleep a little bit. And he would confess his love to you constantly and yet that was definitely a both issue right because both of you kept swimming in that in that thing um but yeah good looking dude too really good looking and that was the funny thing about it so from the outside everybody would be like why don't you date him why don't you date or like we would walk in a bar and like every girl's head would turn every and i would just be like oh Look at that. Like, to me, it was like bizarre. Like, not it's like that a it, smell, though. That yeah, you just yeah, yeah, weren't... yeah, yeah. That I wasn't picking up on because I was picking up on another something. And it was, you know, the fear, the uncomfort, the the idea that, like, this person was a threat to me. Yeah. And so it was it was never something that was attractive to me. You and I are also very similar in that we're not attracted to too many people. Like we can have immediate, like we know when we see a, a Gaston, Gaston yeah, you're like that is hunk. A, an alpha male, I should fuck him and have kids with him because they would survive. That's like <laughs> what you think. Like you're not like, wow, I'd love to marry that guy. You're like, well, you have that instantaneous, yes. but you and I really, um, and I mean, I've been celibate Long for a term, hot, hot minute, but me too. it's just like, I don't have that. I'm, you and I both aren't pulled to too many people. Almost no one. Yeah, like I wish that it would happen more often, and I'm sure that you feel it too. Like I often feel like people think I'm weird or something because I'm thirty. Or that you're not trying hard enough, or like, or that there's something wrong with you. People like don't wait for so and so. I'm like, yo, I'm not waiting. I'm honoring my feelings. Like, whenever I feel a strong pull, I'll go. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I quit my teaching job because I felt a pull. Like. I'm just honoring where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. While I was teaching, I was like, this is not it. And I went back to design school. Like, I was yeah. like, this is, we we follow, you know, where our passion leads. And I feel like we're in, 
And if and if it, someone does pull me, and I know you're the same way, and I know your listeners know, like if someone does pull me, I'll hang on for way too long because I know that it's not going to come around quickly again. And I think we that, feel very, very deeply. Yeah. And when we love, we love deep. Like we mean it. So when we're saying some shit like, I've got your back forever. I'm going to love you for life. Like when you're saying those things, you, you and I both, we fucking mean that shit because we wouldn't say it if we didn't mean it. Yeah. So I think that's also why we hold on is like, yo, I looked into your soul and told you I had your fucking back. Yeah. And I fall in love with tiny details about people, very small, weird details. And all of a sudden the idea of losing that part of that person or not being able to see it or meet it or interact with it is devastating. Yeah. But you know what? Enough time has gone by for me. I mean, way too much time has gone by for me that I haven't been with anybody else. And I'm totally cool. Like, I'm just like, all right, that happened. Because we look around and we see some of our married friends and we talk about this and this isn't to diss anyone, but we go, I'm not really jealous of what I'm seeing out there. I'm only jealous of the security. And I will tell you that like my best friend, Jeremy, uh, busted up his tooth, his teeth very badly at a metal show. All three of the front ones, he got a foot to the face. His whole face is infected. He's oh been at the hospital God. for days. He just got a drain installed in his gums to drain out the infection. He is really suffering. It's terrible. <gasps> and I had no idea. Yeah, it's very bad. They started to go fund me for him. Like it's really been terrible. But he I've been checking in on him, but I've got this new job and I'm still trying to finish out the semester because I'm a professor too, and I'm still trying to close out my clients. So I keep just checking in with him to see if he's all right. But he has a girlfriend and He's like, yeah, I'm at her house. Yeah, she drove me to the hospital this morning. And and I had this weird twinge of envy of like, wow, if I got my teeth busted in, I would be alone. Well, yes and no. Because what, cause I felt that and then I really thought about it and I was like, I always would have people. Like, you're the one who drove me back yes, after my urethra yes, got yes, stretched. Yes, 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 Your Your family would rally. No, and I know they would, but it's just like, it's a different type of relationship. Like, I remember when my ex-boyfriend was sick, like, even if I like dreaded it a little bit, like going out and getting him soup and not and sleeping on the couch, letting him sleep in my bed while he was just like sweating out a fever. Like, it's a whole different thing because I dislocate my shoulder a lot. And even though I love my family and they are great to me, you're alone a lot when you're going, you're just dead alone watching TV, lying in your bed alone. And so I had this twinge of like, shit. Are you going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you going to be alone? That was, that was a big pill to swallow. It constantly is. Yeah. No, I get, I definitely when you're sick, it's nice to have that, that boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, but also coming from a married woman, old man, not that I'm an old married woman. I got you. An ex married woman. Yes. I was with someone and I did appreciate the times I was throwing up that he was there. However, I often felt more alone than ever, even though I was absolutely married. And I think absolutely. we've said that too. It's like, yes, in those extreme moments, it's so nice to have that. But is it worth, it wasn't for me worth. The, no, it was not for, worth for you. No, no, no. Yeah. I think I, I spiral. I let things spiral too. I have a tendency to do that in general. But I'll be like, what if I'm old? And I don't have children and nobody will look after me and nobody will care if I'm sick or like, you know, what I, and people will care. I'll have family, but they'll have their own lives. And yeah, I aspire. I go yeah, but you're right. getting married. I don't know when, obviously, but oh, girl, you are. Because look, some of the people that are married now, they haven't even gotten to their divorce yet. It's true. Or some a lot of my friends have already been divorced. And in terms of kids, I say this to 
a lot I, I have a lot of girlfriends like what if I never find a man I'm like honey you'll be me no <laughs> I'm like you can have a kid right you know you can either go to a sperm bank or I'm or sure adopt. tons of or, or adopt or get knocked up right um if that's how you want to do it so it's like now men unfortunately don't have that option so that sucks if you're a single man and you want to have a kid you can adopt yeah that's true but they're pretty they're hard they're a lot harder without a woman in the picture yeah yeah, yeah. which is annoying um all right so another topic we semi-discussed i watched alien covenant (laughs) (laughs) last night by myself kind of fucked me up I don't know anything about it. You got to give me some backstory. Okay. So I've seen, I think, all of the aliens now, except uh, Prometheus, which is like... Prometheus is the only one I saw. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Did you like it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the thought about it real quick. (laughs) Yeah, because I had a big creation story and another alien that was from a higher order. It comes back and then it's... What? I got to see this. And then it's like born back to life and then it's going to take everybody... Oh, if I remember it properly, it was a long ass time ago. And everybody hyped it up so much. I saw it in the theater and I was like, that movie is whack. (laughs) But it's got a lot of, you know... It looks scary. No. Mm -mm. Well. Tell me about your movie though. Okay, okay. But I kind of now want to see Prometheus. You should, you should. Um, So... So I'm going to give away shit, but like, I'm sorry. I give away shit. So if you, if I'm about to ruin Alien Covenant for you, (laughs) you might want to like skip five minutes or whatever. So basically this ship is trying to recolonize on another planet. It's humans. And what's pretty cool actually is like, you've got one captain and then the rest of the crew, they're in these like sleep pods because it takes so long to get there that like their sleep pod, like their sleep cycle is going to last seven years till Mm -hmm. they get there kind of a thing um and then they have all these humans that are like colonists that are completely like freeze dry (laughs) sleep in their things to restart the population yes they're they're repopulating in another place okay so then of course they hit like a solar flare shit starts to go down and now a lot of these people don't want to go back and the crew doesn't want to go back into the pods because something horrific just happened so they're like and all of a sudden like this they, they get a signal and from this rogue planet that they couldn't find before. And they're like, let's try out this rogue planet. And are they the last surviving humans? They don't go into that, actually. Okay. I don't think so. I think something's they're just going trying, on. They're just trying to colonize. It okay. would almost be like in a now point where some people are like, yo, this shit ain't going to last much longer. It ain't going well. So we'll get into that. <laughs> but like, so so the one girl's like, I don't think we should like stop by this like planet we've never even researched. I think we should just head seven more years to the other one. They're like, that's seven more years. I don't want to go to the pods. First of all, I'm completely redoing it. You know I like I mean? it. I'm <laughs> into it. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I just, I have a bad feeling. They're like, bitch, shut up. We're going to this rogue planet. So like they- the women always have the voice of reason. Like, maybe <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't go. Um, do you see all that like black smoke in our atmosphere? <laughs> yeah. It looks like there could be something not great. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, what did I say? Suck my dick. We're landing. Accurate. So, so they, they land on this planet and they have to go through this like crazy, of course, like hurricane storm. <laughs> right. This movie sounds terrible. Just <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I like it. So, so then like whatever they land and then whatever the, the aliens are there, but like not only are there fucking the crazy, what do they look like? Oh, the, the, they're like the typical aliens from the alien movie the where they got long, like the big long head thing and tails. They're just like fucking giant embryos. Machines. Yes. They're fucking yes. crazy looking. Yeah. What if they're all the aborted fetuses from earth? Found them. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and everyone was right, you know, you're not supposed to. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was into it. That storyline's yeah. cool. I don't want people like actually taking that into me. No, like, no, no, I had an abortion and I don't think my abortion became an alien on another planet. Like, and I totally yeah. support abortion. Totally. It's all good. I'm, I'm pro-choice. I like life. But like, do you, boo? Yes. yes. Okay. So, so these aliens are there. And also they mixed fucking robots and human consciousness in robots. So then you've got this like robot. The scarier than the alien. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but but that's in there. And you start just really thinking about like faith mixed with what if, because basically this robot dude was creating, has created these aliens as killing machines because he's trying to kind of. How kinda, do you know about humans though? Because he was made by a human. Oh. Uh, and he got there somehow. I don't even know. I mean, he's a robot. He can get to fucking other planets, right? Right, right, right. But he was made by a human, completely outsmarted and didn't like the master the owner the creator mm-hmm. and went off in his home thing and it's like anti-human right and he was saying he's like i've seen humans destroy and this yeah, and like, that because they're we're in, imperfect and robots don't like how imperfect we are and they're trying to correct the code yeah that's, yes. a, that's, a, that's a theory that's like a concept in a lot of those movies so and i guess what kind of messed me up which we talked about and then i want to hear you go into your not just theories but things that you've heard and have thought about but i was like fuck like what if humans really were, which we are, fucking up the planet past the point of no return, right? Where we're really going to kill it and, like, somehow other races know so they, like, send killing machines to, like... save us? Well, that's what I love more. Yeah. I believe, I actually believe, because you know me with the whole aliens thing, that the advanced enlightened aliens are actually the ones looking out for us and want us to evolve and are trying to assist, I don't know what I believe because I just I, I have a very like low capacity to believe things that I can't see, which is not a great thing. But I don't like I'm I, that's that doesn't appeal to me in any way. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you're I like, the one who said it. You're like, or, or what if they're helping? And I'm well, like, yeah, no, I totally believe you're that. like, you're they're like, gonna come kill us all. I'm like, let's throw it the other way. Maybe I know. Well, <laughs> I just got that from the movie because that is a th- like sometimes like when you get like an exterminator to kill bugs and shit. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, yo, well, aren't right. we kind of bed bugs on right, this right, planet? Right, right. Well, and, and I do agree with that because I, I'm, I happen to be like on the side of Earth. In, in the, I'm not saying that you're not, but I'm saying, if, oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm always like hashtag Gaia. Like, let's do, <laughs> let's do that. If, if it means that we all need to get exterminated, even though we are the most enlightened animal that has ever walked this planet, which is magnificent. We are so magnificent, but I would still be like, fuck it. If it means that we're gonna wipe out all the animal population we're gonna make a couple more animals extinct just like get rid of us we'll re-evolve or something will happen well we're i think you and i obviously both hope and think and feel that we can fix this and come together somehow but people need to start really waking up and realizing because there are some people who completely deny right climate change flat earthers they're my favorite well flat earthers don't even bother me like that because at least like okay fine think it's flat but will you still help it live yeah i'm talking about the people who like big corporations that don't want to clean up like there are fucking oil spills that are just killing off masses amount of plant life in the ocean and and you know marine life yeah microplastics we have to start figuring this shit out yeah, I mean, there's like huge, I can't remember the name of it. Um, my students did a presentation on it, but it is out in the ocean below Asia, like down into the right. And whatever current there is, there is a huge trash plastic like 
cycle because it can't get out of there because of the currents Ugh. and like it's horrible and it's microplastics things like straws things that are the size of your nails and they're just really fucking up the ocean really bad and it's our fault yeah I, I and there are some like brilliant kids who've worked on several projects where they can put these devices in the ocean mm-hmm. that scan it and we need to do that like times a million we need to really start focusing because if the oceans are fucked we're it fucked. all comes back everything comes back around yeah. i do believe in that like everything that everything that happens has come back around so if it's going in our oceans it's going into our sea life and if it's going into our sea life somebody's eating it that we're eating or whether or not you eat fish or not like it's coming back around whether it's just getting into the earth or not so i do i think you have a little more hope than i do too which sounds terrible but like i'm also like i think we're fucked because oh, really? nobody's doing anything i mean a lot of people are trying very hard but a lot of people are totally ignoring it but a lot of kids like shane's age yeah, and in high yeah, schools yeah. they're actually a lot more awake to this stuff and actively like there are some brilliant even high schoolers and college students right now where a lot of engineering majors they're focused on cleaning up the environment and you know so I'm hoping that I mean yeah I really hope there's a change in the structure too of like how corporations deal with that kind of stuff like you said because no matter what as long as they stay in a power position there can be all the brilliant engineers in the world, but if they're the ones with the power, then it doesn't matter. That's exactly what needs to shift. Yeah. They need to start caring too. And I think it's the legislation about whether or not like we have to, it has to be enforced on them because there's this whole cycle about how the corporations have more pull on the government than the government would like to admit because they fund so much of yeah. our economy and blah, 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 blah. And so it's not really like the government has the ability, which it should, to say to the corporations, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And the corporation goes, well, if I lose X amount of dollars a year because you make me do X, Y, and Z, that I'm not supporting you. I'm yeah. Not su- and it just is. It's this, a fucked cycle it's that needs really to break. It's really all fucked up. Yeah. Super fucked up. What'd you think of uh, Kanye's recent tweets supporting his love for Trump. <laughs> I am actually not even a little bit surprised by it. I love the people that are surprised. I'm like, don't we know that Kanye says whatever's on his mind, which I don't care about. Like if Kanye wants to like Trump, like I'm not looking up to Kanye myself anyway. Right. I would I would always put him on the same level of delusional as Trump anyway. Like this thing where he thinks he's so much more. He's not even like not to be a dick, but he's not even relevant right now. Kanye. Like, yeah, Kanye West is not relevant right now. Like there's nothing he's doing that is relevant. So for him to still make massive statements about how he feels equal to trump and he feels like he has the same energy force as him and it's like for what dude? he said dragon energy which made me laugh yeah and when i think dragon <laughs> i think dragon of chaos i don't think of a good thing so i like, think of both i think because it's fire so it can be transmutative and movement but i know what he meant and i just was like first of all i don't care kanye can like trump yeah i don't dislike kanye i like a lot of his like first music that came no I like a lot of Kanye songs you're right I haven't heard a recent Kanye song that like made me feel like I can't get it out of my head I fucking need this jam but um people who really it's I don't know I'm like so many people are gonna be so mad that I said that Kanye is not relevant and uh, but it's fine I and you can be mad about that and you can tell me he's the greatest of all time but like I don't right now he doesn't feel relevant he's very very talented Mm -hmm. obviously um but Got Honestly, when he interrupted the Taylor Swift speech, and I'm not a huge Taylor diehard Swift fan, it was the it was the entitlement of that gesture 
that that was like one of her first big awards and he really stole her moment in and a, the an lack of way. awareness that yeah. she is a, her own person she's having her own experience this is something that you're ruining for someone the lack of awareness and i think the lack of awareness runs through the same vein with trump and he lacks that awareness so i'm like no shit kanye feels like trump they're the same kind of sorry idiot. a bug yeah, they're <laughs> just the same kind of idiot so yeah that was me swatting a bug sorry yeah, it, it, there was an unknown, and, and I wouldn't even, well, idiot maybe, but like I, it was just the rudeness of it. It was, here's this girl, so looking for, and then she, you saw her, she was almost like, she didn't want to be rude to him, so she just kind of stood there in shock. What could she do? But he completely took the moment from her, and um, if it, look, he's allowed to have thought at that time that Beyonce deserved that award. Right. I'm, I mean, who doesn't love Beyonce? However, he could have said that on his YouTube channel or wherever, he could have tweeted it after it yeah the entitlement was was a problem and i was recently listening to something that tracks uh how you can tell whether or not someone is telling the truth via phrasing and it was a huge study and these people obviously ran it through trump because they thought that that would be an interesting thing to do and what they ended up finding is that uh Obviously, he has so many instances where he says something and 10 minutes later, he says exactly the opposite. And you cannot even call it out him out on it because he it's like, a, I don't know, like something glazes over him. And he's like, I never said that. <laughs> and the issue is that they found it's hard to track when someone thinks they are telling the truth. You cannot actually track whether or not they are lying. Because the phrasing comes from the fact that they think they're telling the truth. And that is what they found with him so often is that part of his delusion is that he always thinks he's telling the truth. He thinks he is the greatest. He thinks he is this. You have to. And they were. Go, it was so interesting because they were using his phrase like, uh, oh, the biggest. It's the biggest. It's the this. And I was like, oh, my God, he does talk like that. And they're trying. And he's saying that. So he believes it. And then he he's saying it. So he believes it. And then he believes it because he says it. And then they can't actually run that algorithm through him because it doesn't work anymore because he believes what he's saying, even though he's lying. Well, that's so fascinating of a concept anyway yeah. of if you believe you're telling the truth, even if you are lying, are you a liar? Right, right. Because that's what it got into. A liar is someone, I think, who is consciously lying. Like That's what we think of at least. We think. Right. But maybe even someone who's unconsciously, unconsciously lying is still, They're still a, liar, yeah. li- a liar, but they've become so used to their own lies. But it's such a tricky, because there have been times where I'll be like, Shane, um, I told you to do da, 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 da. And he's like, no, you, is that my phone? Yeah. Oh my God. And it's Shane. Oh my God. That's weird. That's crazy. Okay. Hold on. Let me, I'll call him back. Um, <laughs> that's so weird though. Yeah. That, was funny. <laughs> like, that always happens though. Did you me. say Shane? <laughs> yeah. Shane's like, hello. Um, but that happens with me and Tina a lot. We're all yeah. thinking about you and you'll call. So that doesn't surprise me that happening, but, um, no, I'll be like, Shane, I told you to put the drink here whatever but like no you came in holding the drink and you put it down somewhere and he'll be right and i'll be like fuck i'm a monster like i'm like because i was convinced that i asked him to hold it or something and the truth is is i was holding it the whole time and i mean it's really been a humbling experience as i see this whatever this is because i'm like don't be so sure that i know the answers because half the time i'm so certain you know, yeah. all you can really do is feel into shit, I guess. And Absolutely. just be open. Just be really open to things shifting and changing as much as you can be. 
I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm working on that so much. So what we were talking about before, like I, my new job, I'm working on just controlling my presence and I'm sure you have to do that sometimes too. Just like not making yourself smaller because I don't believe in making yourself smaller, but giving people the opportunity to experience you in a way that doesn't put them off. Yeah. Like just letting it happen in a way that's natural or not in college once uh we were all shouting out restaurants that we wanted to go to and this one girl was like let's go here and i turned around i was like nah that place is disgusting no and i just kept talking and why do i think that's so funny yeah because i didn't mean to hurt her or insult her like i just had been to that place and it was disgusting i guess you don't want to name what place but like i can't remember this is why i'm not mad at that i'm not saying it was the most graceful it was not graceful that's fine but what I love about it is you meant that from the heart and I trust you. Yeah, I did mean it. Yes. I it. And because if Tina Constas thinks a place is gross and disgusting, it probably, I won't say definitely, it probably is. So we were is. trying to get like 20 people to go somewhere and she shouts us out and I'm like, nah, 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 nah we're not going there. That place is gross. <laughs> and But I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, and I meant it for the greater good of the group, but she continued to not like me for years, right? And one day Did you I, know? Yeah, but I didn't know what it was about. Oh my and one God. day I asked Jeremy, my my best friend that I was just talking about with his fucked up teeth. And I'm like, dude, what was that about? Because he was in the same program. And he literally pointed out that incident. And he goes, <laughs> she thought you were so rude and like that you were so belittling. And I had to really process that. Like that she, I walk around thinking that everyone understands that I'm not trying to hurt them or belittle them or that I want like. And I, I get it. Yeah. And you have to. Because cont- if I were her and I genuinely had like, what I felt was a good idea and, and someone, someone just shit on it. washed it in front of a whole group of people. Because you could have said like, well, that place. Or I went there once recently and it wasn't good like a normal person. But I was like, <laughs> no, fuck that place. <laughs> like a monster. And so I've just been trying really hard to still <laughs> have those feelings, <laughs> but know how to say them in a way that doesn't hurt. Again, awareness. Have awareness of other people's I feelings. I get it. So. And yet. And yet, like, you don't want to be totally, like, if you and I, like, okay, because we're going to go grab something to eat after this, and we're going to start throwing around suggestions. Like, if it's me, you can totally uh, be yes, like, because I love Chipotle. If I go Chipotle and you go, eh, they got fucking whatever, you know. Chipotle is bomb, though. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't have a bad suggestion. No. <laughs> no, but if I, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? If you said something about Chipotle, like I'd be like, oh, like, but I'd still fucking go tomorrow. Like, right, right, because it wouldn't. You'd just be like, all right, that bitch doesn't want to go to Chipotle. Let's move on. <laughs> but like, it wouldn't. All right, Paneres. Yeah, like fine. <laughs> and I think that's like something that you can do with people that you're close to. You could just annihilate shit with them, and they won't take it personally. And not always, because we still get into our things. Yeah. So we're not even perfect in that. No, just so no, everyone no, no, knows. Yeah, no, 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 we're not perfect in that. But I think a restaurant we could fly. You know, we could oh, get yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Like we're like without you, being like, why didn't you like Applebee's? Or like you were not. I would never suggest Applebee's. Considerate of how you told me you didn't like Applebee's. And yeah. I'm just trying to be. Do you adult. like Applebee's? It's not that bad. Side, I haven't been. Side, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't. It's that's not where we're going. Like fast food and regular restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Chili's in a long ass time. I don't I think only Chili's. I go there for Marcus and you don't drink. Uh, I've been in the mood for those huge fucking nachos. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I don't eat meat, so you like get the huge ass nachos in a margarita. So unhealthy, just fucking going going uh, at that's it. That's something I think you'll appreciate. I don't drink anymore. Really. Yeah, because I think I was fronting for a long time. Like I, I felt like I was it. on the view the way I did. Really? Yes, go on. <laughs> yeah. Really? What did you drop alcohol? I think I used to do it because it seemed like a good idea. 
but I'm so sensitive and it makes me feel terrible and it really irritates my acid reflux. It makes me feel like shit the next day. It gives me a headache. I end up saying things to people that are way too emotional. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, think about like having a drink or two and then having your phone in your hand. You're just like, I haven't been drunk in so long. Thank God. Yeah. I would write so, 10 like, more poems that no one <laughs> would need to say. So recently, if someone's like, do you want a drink? I just say, no, nah, I don't drink. No, I don't drink. And they're like, oh, okay. And you think that people would be weird about it, but they, all right, cool. You don't drink. They probably think I'm an alcoholic, which is fine. But... <laughs> Well, a lot of people really can't drink because they did go too far right. with it. And much respect to that, too. Yeah, absolutely. But it's cool to just be able to throw that down. Like, no, yeah. I just don't like to. Yeah, I've never been a big drinker. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying it. Because I have drank a lot in my life and never really enjoyed <laughs> it. There have been sometimes you and I did get drunk together and they were that was always a shit show. You and I both drunk because if one of us is sober, it's almost like one can anchor yeah. the emotional stuff that comes up. No, but when both yeah. Oh, are, my God. I just thought about like, both of us drunk. and It sounds like a nightmare. Oh, because then we almost go off into whole other worlds. Right. But still together. You know what? No, I'm taking it back. I had a couple of drinks with Megan a couple of weeks ago and we were just loose as shit saying the craziest stuff to each other. Aww. And we had really a lot of fun. Yeah, but you weren't drunk drunk. No, I probably had. No, I don't know. Drunk drunk's a whole other Yeah, no, no, I wasn't like messy, gross drunk. But I had just enough drunk in me that I was like able to say whatever crossed my mind. She's a really safe person. And so that was a lot of fun. But again, a one on. I feel like I'm good at one on one group situations. I'm not into group situations when you're too drunk or too high. Scary, scary as shit. Scary. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, but no, there was one time, <laughs> I never know if I should share, fuck it. Yeah, please. We both got drunk at, what was it, Brooklyn Ball? Oh my God. Do you remember yeah. that? Wait. Yeah, with the Boy. lipstick. We were wearing lipstick. I had oh all these God. bright ass lipsticks. This was, first of all, so long ago. Years. This might have been seven or eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we got really, so we were out dancing and we got drunk and, uh, there was, remember there was one dude, he was like so sloppy. He was like, it's my 21st birthday. Oh my God. I would have forgot this unless you told me it. Yes. And he started doing this like crazy matrix like dance. And this other dude went and like kind of kicked him and shoved him over. He was so annoyed with him. And we were he was, laughing. like embarrassed for him. Because yeah. he was so obnoxious and like someone like pushed him over. But then you and I ended up making out with these two dudes were friends. Did we make out with them? Yes, we did. Wow. I never, this is like the only, this might be the only time I've made out with a stranger on the dance floor. Uh, I've made out like hundreds of strangers. I've, like, for me, this was very not, but I was so drunk. I was like, whatever. And it was, he was from, I think they were both from England. You're telling me like, I remember you're telling me this story. Like I'm just, it's all coming okay. back to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I remember his name. I barely remember what it looks like, but we were like, just making I remember out. the tall guy now. You were with the you were made out with a tall dude. I did. Yeah, I made out with him. Yeah, cause I so I started making out with this dude, and he goes, "How old are you?" And I guess I was like at the time late tw late twenties, and he goes, he was like really young, and he he was like twenty two or something. He goes, "You're an old bird." Remember that? I told you, you're an old bird, I and I was remember like, remember that? But it was like funny because he just kept saying it, and I was no, like, this is exactly what he said. <laughs> oh no, he went, oh, you're quite an old bird, aren't you? <laughs> and I remember it now, and I was like. And I remember the accent was enough for us to just be like, that's offensive, but fine. <laughs> yeah, somehow he was like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't. I think it was more surprised than it was like him yeah. calling you old. He was like, oh, yeah. 
And then, uh, and then, so I remember I was making out with him, and I remember being like, I can't believe I'm making out with this stranger. What? It might really be the only time I've done that. And I look over to see what you're up to, I was and making out with the I didn't know too? you were making out with his best friend. And I was like, Yo, Tina and I are right now in the same spot. Like, both don't know these dudes. They were both good looking, funny dudes. That's what's up. Shout out to those England dudes. Yeah, I mean, I would. I have no problem with that experience. I've had that experience a bunch of times. I don't have a problem. I, I think for me, that's like one of the rare times that's happened and I didn't really feel bad about it I mean I was so drunk like yeah you don't feel bad about this that's like animal I stuff. felt bad the next day just because oh, I had drunk well no not from that it was oh, just a hangover the hangover and I was already in a depressed place at that time I'm always in a depressed place so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> oh no around that t- I think that was the uh the brothers time oh. and I was in a really dark place there there was a, a situation I had gotten myself into not that I purposely got myself into it no one would purposely get yourself into what I got myself into at the time I think we all purposely get ourselves into what we get into but at the, yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm saying it like I'm not bragging right you weren't like yeah <laughs> no no I know you know I tried uh, I've started trying to talk about this on stage I haven't talked about it really on the podcast where I I don't date it's not even the word I semi kind of no I had feelings for brothers one right after the other it was horrific it was one of the darkest times of my life for real it was there's some overlap for a minute no not emotional overlap there was never physical <laughs> there wasn't Tina there was one time <laughs> I know what you're thinking but that wasn't like one was trying to hold my <laughs> hand and the other one was like rubbing your feet. You're like playing pussy. But that wasn't like, because you make it sound that's like. That's still like enough emotional overlap That's what for I'm saying. Me. It was emotional yeah. overlap. Ooh. It was not. Tr- that's what I'm saying. It was dark. And I'm saying it as we like kind of laugh and shit. We it was not fu- like, I guess there's a part that's funny, but some people funny got hurt in like it. a little bit fucked Some up. people got hurt in it. Yeah. And I genuinely, genuinely feel so bad about of that. Of course. Of course. And. This is the kind of behavior and stuff that was going on there was because I was in a dark place that I never want to recreate. Of course. But it's still funny in a sense to think about the mess and just like it was it was it's always funny. It was a disaster. Look back at the stupid stuff you did and you're like, that was a mess. Yeah. But you know, some people be like, yo, it's not funny. Brothers Uh, like that. Like, I don't say it like, ew, no. Like, I fucking cried hard over both. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was not a cool situation. I always wanted out of it. Divorce. You were emotional. Yes. There was just like a lot going on. It wasn't just them, it was everything around that that amplified it. Because, I mean, I was going through weird stuff then, too. Like, yeah, we both were in yeah. situations that we weren't like we were coming proud of. Up into adulthood in this really violent way where like we didn't really know I think we ex- I still think I expected to meet so much more uh I don't know like emotional intelligence as I got older and have so many more emotional experiences with people and I was realizing that I was getting older and most people kind of stopped doing that yeah in order to survive and I was really struggling with that at that time because I feel like when you're younger, you're meeting all these people, you're having all these really fun experiences, and they're really messy and loose and fun. And then like structure and order starts coming down on you, and you like rage against it. We were both working at Westfield. It was just you know you're weird right. transition time for us is is like young adults into adults. Yeah, totally. And uh, and here we are. No, we've come a long way. Hell yeah. I used to call us dead bitches, which is something we would never, ever. Nope. And that to me was just the the feeling for me of being like depressed and 
not being able to get out of it. And I just think it's so interesting because that shows when you are being pulled to a situation that you're not proud of until you're ready to get out of it, you can't get yourself out of it. Because I think about that shit. I'm like, I never thought, oh, this is a great situation to be in. But I couldn't find my way. It's like being in a spider web or sticky tar or whatever. I knew I didn't want to be in that situation. I knew my self-worth was way better and deeper than that. And yet I was working out a lot of shit and I couldn't get out of that situation until I was ready. And I try to really remember that when I get blamey or want things to rush, you know, like get healed already, open my heart already. I'm like, this is a process. Like I couldn't get myself out of that thing when I wanted to, but it just happened. Yeah, it happens in this way that you like don't realize and it just happens. And then you're like, I'm good. Well, you end up hitting a wall. If you if if you keep getting the signs to get out of something and you can't, the universe in both of our situations, multiple. Multiple times. The yeah. one with the bathroom situation is one yep. being monitored. The restraining order shit. Yep. Tina had to get one on someone. Things like that. It's like, and then of course, all the shit with me. Um, you know, I think the universe speaks very loudly to us if we're willing to listen. We fight against it for a long time, though. That's the we've gotten a lot better. I think yes. we used to fight a lot harder. Yeah, and now we're. I think we're pretty good at this point at flowing. I mean, you and I are pretty fucking single, and the there aren't single. many. The, the <laughs> most like I don't even have someone to text like when I'm like tired or drunk. Well, I'm not get drunk anymore, but like even if I want to, I don't even have someone to text to hook up. That's how single I am. I know. I love it, actually. Because when I used to have that back in the day or whatever, it was never a, a really smart person. Like, it, it, it always was going to hurt after anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's, well, I think that's us, too. So a lot of people can have that experience, and I respect that. Um, like with the old bed guy. Yeah. But I can't. And they can continue to have that physical experience with me, and you have realized that we're just not those people. Yeah. Amen. Can't do it. Well, there you go. It's like learning more and more about who you are and what you can handle. Tina, so I, when people come into my house, I make them take off their shoes and Tina brought socks and I yeah. loved it. So I was like, at a certain point, you know who you are and what situations you're going into and what makes you comfortable. And I loved that you know who you are, you know, you wanted socks to feel comfortable and you just fucking put them out. I'm like, that's the joy of getting older and just being free to be who you are. You like look out for yourself more. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, exactly. This morning I was packing for my day and I was like, all right, I'm going to Kate Slater. Kate doesn't wear shoes in her house, but I have slip ons on and I'm not going to feel cozy if I have no socks, no shoes on in her house. So I'm going to bring socks through them in my bag. I love it. Yeah. No, you're right. Getting mature, making ourselves more comfortable. Well, I love you and I'm happy you came on. I love you. I'm so glad I got the opportunity to do this. I'm excited to eat after this. Still, are we going to Chipotle? Well, we got to talk. Okay. I have some ideas, but Chipotle is always an option. Um, where can they find you? You have Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, really, just my Instagram is the only thing I work off of, but it's at Tina Constis, and that is my work. So go check it out. Check it out. Um, she's beautiful and she has great designs. So, Thank you. and then for me, I have Dragon Sorcery May thirtieth, seven o'clock, New York Comedy Club. Promo code Dragon for ten dollars tickets. And then um, I oh, I think when this comes out that day, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut, 730. Check out my album, 1111, if you haven't. Also, Labia Game. Yes. 
Yeah, check out Labia Game on YouTube. And I'm trying to think, uh, my website, The Kate Wolf, if you want a tarot card reading or a non-dual couplistic healing, hit me up. Her readings are really cool. I enjoy them every time. Thank you. KWolf2Fs27 at gmail.com. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.